0: Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. When children love learning, they can tackle any challenge life throws at them. Sylvan's insight assessment can help you determine if your child is ready for what's ahead. It can also identify gaps in learning and point out areas that could be of concern for your child
1: Hello world. What separated your deep ball from everybody else? My deep ball, it has a little secret sauce to it, man. <laughs> I never get too high, never get too low, but
2: just keep moving. The, the whole story is Carlos never beat me in any kind of sports
1: in, in in high school.
2: Welcome to the Orange is the New Black podcast. I'm your host, Ace Boogie, joined by my co-host Zim. Zim, say what's up?
1: Hey. Yes, sir. Whatever bit last of my voice that I still have, I'm going to give it to you all tonight on this show. I am so happy right now. Ace, how do you feel watching
2: that? I mean, I'm just going to keep it real. I mean, we, we both were on Cloud Nine. I think after watching that, this team feels different. The feeling is different everything about it is different and i think that that right there even though we had a little bit last year i think that this is really the beginning of the joe burrow Bengals era i think that officially kicked it off i think everybody in the city right now felt like we deserved this this is what we've been waiting for this is what the off season and the draft and free agency all culminated into and i think this is what we wanted to see going forward we saw Hints of it in the preseason, we really didn't get to see much, to be honest with you. Obviously, only seeing Joe Burrow for three plays. But this is what we thought could potentially happen with adding a Jamar Chase and proving the defensive line and proving the offensive line and proving the play calling season to season, getting Jim Turner out, bringing Frank Pollock in, getting Marion Hobby in. These were things that we kind of saw that if they go right, this team can be completely different and will not be reminiscent of the four win team that they were last season. And I think that this game just shows with a good barometer where exactly this Bengals team can go. I mean, if you look at,
1: excuse me, if you look at what we did last year when we were pretty much in the same type of position, except the chargers had the ball coming towards us and it was just like, make this stop. And I I always felt in my heart of hearts that if we had won that game, it just changes so much. A.J. Green wins the game, with a touchdown, and then you check that momentum and move with it forward. Winning this football game today is going to carry throughout the whole entire season. Even a person that's still super pessimistic had to be watching that game and saying, like, look, I know the the Vikings are are potentially – Potentially, like a playoff, like team. When you start looking at those weapons, like when Justin Jefferson started to kick it in a rhythm, you started to appreciate, like, damn, like they've really done a really good job of containing him this whole entire game. Adam Thielen goes off; it takes him a while to get there. Like, the, it's so many different facets of this game that you could look at and say, like, there's no like Zach took him. The big thing that's going to happen is people are going to talk about Zach taking that fourth down chance, right? I hate to say woulda, coulda, shoulda, but at 21 and seven, stranglehold on the game. If they just punt the ball at that at that period right there, mm-hmm. I, I don't think the Vikings even score like 10, 14 points that get the way that the defense was rolling. Right. But it's just it's just such an uphill battle. And and he he's gonna have to take chances like that. When he mm-hmm. takes chances like that, the play call is gonna be really important. I just thought that. That was super huge, and to me, like dominating. Like once they started to kick in the gear, my point is, like once they started to kick in it again, it's like they dominate. They're marginally better, marginally better than the Vikings, right? Like marginally. Like there's so much to be said about like the the look at look at an undisciplined team with all the penalties, all the false starts. For them to come out there, Trey Hopps is coming fresh off a torn ACL, just getting the ball to Joe. And snapping it correctly, and you look at it, you go all the way through three quarters, one penalty, right. five, y- five yards, like just, just, just that aspect of the game. It's very easy for people to pile on what didn't go right, but right. just look, just look at that. Like that's a good football <laughs> team, and and you can't, you won't lose a lot of football games just doing that or fumbling how Davin, right. Dalvin Cook did at the end of that game, like. Right. That's what those are things in Bengals past that have come back to hit us to to knock us out. I think they learned from a lot of stuff that they didn't do well today. It wasn't that much. Right. Like that that game changed and swung on that 21-7, and you give them like that's a tough, tough thing to come out of. Now the momentum has shifted. If you never give them that mode, I think that's a complete blowout. And that is not a scrub football team. That's not a scrub football team.
2: I think for me, I'm gonna go against you know the majority of everyone that was like you know why would you go for it in that position you play to win the game you got to be aggressive like if you're playing the team and you really want to take the complete life out of them and think about what was happening during that time right Joe Burrow throwing 50-yard bombs to chase them coming out of the first um the third quarter and immediately going down and scoring if you continue to do that I feel like I would have been as confident as Zach Taylor was given that time of how the offense was moving and picking up first downs. So I can understand why he did that and took that risk. And also the way that the defense was playing at the same time. Um, Is it a risk? Of course it is. But isn't that why you got rid of Marvin Lewis? Didn't you want somebody that was going to come in and take risks and do things differently in order to win the game? Now, obviously, He trusted his offense. He trusted Joe Burrow and Joe Mixon. He he trusted his defense. He trusted his defense. To kind of go ahead and convert. And he trusted the defense as well. I mean, could it have been a crucial point in the game that could have turned it around? Obviously, it could have been. But who's to say after they punt the ball back to the Minnesota Vikings that Dalvin Cook doesn't go off for a 50-yard touchdown or anything like that? So, yes, I I get why people were upset about the call. But at the end of the day, you play to win the game. When Andy Reid did the same thing against the the Cleveland Browns with Chad Henney as his quarterback and he ends up converting, then everybody lifts these guys up and say that, you know, they're some of the smartest guys on the field. But when it goes wrong, you obviously get the, the you know, the criticism for it. But for me personally, I understand it because it's a mindset and it sends a message To the other team and to your own team, that now we're gonna, they can't stop us. We're gonna get this first down, and it didn't work out. But look how the defense held up, even though they end up getting the touchdown, they had to work for it, and that was from the 30 yard line. And they essentially had to wait until Mike Hilton gets beat on the very last opportunity for them to get the touchdown. So the defense still stood tall, and me honestly, like, I'm glad that. You know, I don't want to say that we should continue to go for it from our 30-yard line, and I'm glad that Zach kind of had this teaching lesson to learn that, like, okay, now if I do do this, this could happen. We could have potentially lost this game. But I do want him to, when you're playing the Chiefs or you're playing and you're trying to get these Ws, go for the W. Don't go for the tie. Don't go for the the safe thing always because at the end of the day, your job is on the line. you got to get W. So I understood – where his mindset was but I also understand the people that are like why would you do that but at the end of the day he ends up you know winning this game his team pretty much tried to put him back on his back to make it seem that he made the right decision and going for that and you get things that happen like you said with the Dalvin Cook turnover at the end but just imagine you know Are we really going to jump on a guy that had his team go out there and have one penalty the whole game where the other guy had his guys give up 10 penalties and just almost a half like they play very disciplined. They play with their hair on fire. You got to give a shout out to this coaching staff for what they were able to do. Frank Pollock with the offensive line. They weren't perfect by any means, but most of the sacks that I saw and I have to rewatch it. They were like blitzes from other players. I was
1: to say, two, two were just incorrect blitz pickups. And that's exactly. something that, that's something you could clean up. I, exactly. I thought I thought one or two of those were mm-hmm. just Joe. One of them, I legitimately think he could, he, he wish he threw it away. The right. other, the other two pressure in his face probably would have been a disastrous situation to, for him to try to throw it away. So, like to me, out of the right. five sacks, it was like two legitimate sacks. Right. There's too much pressure on them early on. They right. got to be better than that. I'm not saying that right. the offensive line was like elite, but right. nah, definitely. Anybody just paying attention to just five sacks, like you didn't watch the game, like the the even for the run blocking, like miles miles above whatever they whatever they had last year. Right. I never I never saw a pushback like that at the line of the at the line of scrimmage like that all year. That right. never
2: happened, bro. No, nah, I'm with you. I mean the blitz pickups. I can kind of get how that's confusing because just think about it. Like he didn't know what Zimmer was throwing at him, right? Everything was vanilla in, you know, for the most part, the preseason. So those were things that I felt like, you know, those are going to be some kinks that you have to work out because if he's showing looks and trying to confuse Burrow, which I think I've listened to some other podcasts, they said that that that's what Mike Zimmer tries to do. Those were things that they had to adjust to on the fly and stuff like that. So I don't put that on the offensive line. Like you said, defense played amazing, man. I mean, honestly, they were just in Kirk cousins faces and in the offensive lines heads for the, for the Minnesota Vikings all game. I mean, you see all of those penalties that were called. I got to give a big shout out to the crowd, all of the fans in Cincinnati for going to PBS and keeping it loud. Let's continue that. Let's keep that energy going because it clearly had an impact on this game. with having 50,000 in the seats and them having so many false start penalties. Um, But the defense, in my opinion, looked completely different uh, when you talk about just the ferocity that they were playing with the entire game, just the cleanliness, how clean it was. Like, you're really seeing Lou Anarumu's fits on this defense and how they were able to play. And I think that that was a huge X factor in the game. And once those two worlds came together with the offense getting on page with the defense, because the defense was on page literally, in my opinion, the whole game. You had Apple that really kind of messed them up
1: on that one And and, and I think Trey Waynes, bro, like, I think. (sighs) If we had Trey, oh, my goodness. I think in in run support, the biggest thing about Trey Waynes is that he's not going to be the elite wide receiver. I don't think, I mean, corner. Adam Thielen maybe doesn't have the game that he has. Maybe he does. I don't know. Right. But, it, but in run support on Dalvin Cook, on a lot of those extra yards, like Dalvin Cook is a dog. Like right. the defense push up front was great. He right. made so many plays out of nothing today. My respect level for him just went like a whole nother inch or two higher. He made so many plays that I just sat there and I said, Trey Wayne's in run support. Is something that cannot be like really like don't put that under the table. That's a big step in this game, right. and for the most part, like I'm saying, like like you like you're saying, every week it's going to be like this. It's going to be simple as that. We could all nitpick on the defense. Th- this game giving up 24 points. We know how we got there. 21 and seven. Zach goes for it give them seven, momentum shifts, they come back, Vikings come back, they're not scrubs, they come back. That's a good team. Right. Dal- Dalvin Cook runs for 68 yards. Pretty much. 61. Up. 61 60. on 20 carries, 3.1. Probably, like, there, there's, there's like, you could count on your hand, on one hand, that if Dalvin Cook runs in a football game 20 20 plus times, nine times out of 10, he's getting 100 yards. I don't care yes. who he plays. Jesus. Like that, like that's that's just football. Guarantee. I'm gonna simplify everything. We can nitpick all we want because I see comments like, "The defense hold anybody under 21 points on a on a weekly basis." I'm very rarely going to be attacking or telling you about the defense because right. I, I I expect the offense to score a lot of points. That's just me. That's right. just my philosophy on how I feel like this should go. Mm-hmm. The biggest points in the game, especially the beginning of the, of the game. And then you get into those big drives where it looked like, I mean, there was a drive on a third down when they actually did get to our side of the field. Defense comes up with another stop. The major stops in the game are going to be crucial for us. And the playmakers are there. Like Jesse Bates, like make, make no mistake about this. Nobody remembers the guy that stripped the ball from Joe Mix. I mean, from Jeremy Hill fumbling the football in 2015, but you'll probably remember from the, on our side, Jesse Bates strips the ball today. And I'll never forget that game is on the line. Like, and people talk about, like, who are your leaders on defense? Do they step up in big moments? I remember Pratt coming up and making big plays today. I remember Hilton coming up and making big plays early in the game. Hendrickson did exactly what he had to do all game. He's not going to be the most elite force that's going to kill people, but he he applied pressure all game. When Jesse Bates' time was to go win it and quarterback his team into a victory, he stripped that ball, and he made the play that happened, and that's what good defenses do. The Kansas City Chiefs, the Buffalo Bills, and all these teams that scored all the final four teams that were in the AFC and the NFC, Green Bay Packers, Buccaneers, Bills, and um, who's the other team? In Kansas City. Those four teams scored 28 points a game. None of those defenses are elite. Tampa Bay being a lot higher than the rest of them. But when it matters the most, their big players make big plays at big time. You can sit there all you want and try to be like, well, they gave up points here and they gave up like, like Zach put them in a bad position. And and that's on Zach to, you know, execute on that. I didn't like the play call on that fourth and two, but it is what it is. He believed in the defense. The defense didn't hold up right there, but they came through. If you focus on the plays where, you know they gave up or it didn't go like what you thought it would. You would sit there all day nitpicking the game. But at the end of the day, keeping guys 21 points another. They ended up with 24. I get it. They kicked the field goal at the end or whatever. But, like, let's not forget how they got those points. Like, you, right. you gave them some points. So, mm-hmm. I, 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 t- I thought the biggest difference in this game, this, this could have been a complete blowout last year. This right. year, you always thought that Joe had a chance. The only time that I feared for our team is when they started handing off the ball too too much in the fourth quarter and mm-hmm. overtime. When when Joe Burrow had the ball and he was definitively throwing the football and they were in rhythm, Tyler Boyd on the end zone, Jamar Chase goes deep, comes back, next drive, T. Higgins, like all of these guys start coming and it starts to happen. They right. can they cannot be stopped. When the only time that they were stopped is because Mixon is going for five yards of the clip. They go conservative, just like they did at the beginning of the game, and they took the ball out of Joe Burrow's hands. I thought they did a great job of this. Joe Burrow has to be managed. He cannot be thrown for 30-plus y- uh, times a game. I thought they were; at t- he was at 22 attempts at the end of the full quarter. He might have ended with 24, 25. 27. 27, 27 <laughs> yeah. And that's only because of overtime. He would have had two attempts or three attempts in overtime. That's what mm-hmm. you're going to see from this team every single week. And mm-hmm. when the plays are there to be made with Tyler Boyd or Jamar Chase is at to be made, somebody like this dude is saying, oh, no, we got a gift. No, you're being super negative. Like, that wasn't no gift. That, that was not a gift. That so was not no gift. That, we, out, that wasn't, we outplayed. Yeah. Don't let me turn up in here. <laughs> Don't wasn't, let me turn up. That
2: wasn't a gift. So
1: Don't first That wasn't no ahead. gift. We turned up, and we, and we dominated them. What are you talking yeah. about? We outplayed yeah. them. We were more disciplined than them, and we dominated the football game. Towards the end of the game, the play caller was not where it's supposed to be, but ain't nobody handing us nothing. We went and got that. That's who they Definitely.
2: Nah, that's mean, no, that's let's, facts. Yeah. Let's, I mean, let's touch on a couple of oh, hey. a couple of things there, because like you said, Joe Burrow, those 27 times, Kirk Cousins threw for almost 50 times in this game. Dalvin Cook has 60 yards. That's shutting down Dalvin Cook. If you were to come in and tell me that K.J. Osborne would have more receiving yards and receptions than Justin Jefferson, I think that you would say that that would be a job well done. Adam Thielen has nine receptions for 92 yards and two touchdowns that is okay, but it's not like he had 140 or 150. It's not like he really broke this game open. And then Justin Jefferson had five receptions for 71 yards. I mean, that's pretty good considering that those two guys, probably if you were coming into this game, you expected them to go off for maybe 200 yards combined with Eli Apple being on them for them to be able to neutralize this offense of Minnesota, I think was very telling, especially when you got Gary Kubiak or his son over there as the offensive coordinator. It didn't seem like these were two, these were that the Bengals were the younger coaching staff. They came out with an amazing game plan. Uh, Joe Mixon runs for 127 yards and a touchdown, but you still get Jamar Chase 101 yards and a touchdown, Five, five receptions, by the way. Doesn't look like he's dropping anything but touchdowns on people's heads. T. Higgins comes in. The Migos make their appearance, four receptions, 58 yards, and a touchdown. You had some key catches by Tyler Boyd as well. Joe Mixon also made some catches out of the backfield. I mean, what else did you really want? Obviously, you want to win convincingly, but this is – Quentin Spain, we talked to him last week. This is the NFL. Anything is possible. Anything can happen. Teams are too talented for it to just be a wide margin between any game. Even when I was looking around the league during the game, I saw that they had the Lions and the Cardinals on. The Cardinals were blowing the doors off of the Lions, and the Lions came back and I think only lost by like a touchdown or maybe 10 points. So, at the end of the day, it's the NFL – I think this is a great win. I don't think, like, this is my thing, too. The Bengals were a underdog right. coming into this game at home. So right. what are you talking about? A gift? Like, the Bengals right. came out and played. They it's, it's, did it's their a... thing. Cheeto, I had to give him oh, credit, no. too. Like, Cheeto yeah, bought like, out, bro. Bro,
1: like, it's people saying, like, oh, yeah, we got lucky and stuff. Like, no, they got lucky that they were even in overtime with us. Like, are you serious? Like, dominated that game. When we were up 21-7, rolling them dudes. Right. Facts. The coach makes it makes a questionable decision. People can debate that all they want. I'm with you. I didn't think it. I think it's super unorthodox. Nobody's
2: gonna even know about this by week five. Are you even gonna remember that Zach Taylor went for it? The, the people.
1: Third, the, the a, people
2: w, a win is a win. The people win
1: that the people that want to do it and they have an agenda for Zach to not be good. Like I, I don't think Zach is anything. Right. I don't think he's whatever. I think Joe Burrow, as he proved, when We're gonna get to the audible. Joe Burrow's going to give you the – like, this is how the great – like, anybody that's in here that's a, that's a Bengal fan and, you, and you're watching this game and you're looking at this, like, you think Mike McCarthy did something for Aaron Rodgers? Like, this is how they win games. This is how Tom Brady won that game on Thursday night. They're not out coaching and dominating and blowing teams out. Like, when the game gets close, the only reason why you don't have a playoff victory – is because you didn't have a number, you didn't have a number nine. When right. you get when you get a number nine, everything changes. You always have a chance. The teams, the margin of winning and losing is super small in the NFL. Look at the scores. Why do you think that Vegas will say somebody's a 1.5 or three-point under underdog? Like there, there is you don't see a, a spread of 20 points. Why do you right. think that you're gonna come out there and just blow the doors off of somebody? You got right. like 21-7. I will tell you this. I thought that um, oh let me continue this this quick point. Okay. Number nine is the only difference between you not having a playoff win. And it, it's that simple because number nine will win you a game just like that. When we get to the wild card, when we play that game in the playoffs, he's gonna win the game just like that. And the only the only the losers that don't want the Bengals to win are the only people that will come on and be like, oh, they shed in that van in the game. This is how NFL games are won. Them dudes get paid just like we do. The dude, right. the, the, we didn't get lucky. Jesse Bates is that guy. He right. made a play on that on that, like he's supposed to. Evan McPherson is that guy. He hit from 53 like it was nothing. He is that guy. And on the, right. on, on the flip side of it, the dude Joseph comes out there and nails, a, a nails his 53-yarder. Like right. you thought, you thought that that was luck or something on there. Like <laughs> that dude had to kick his ass ass to, to get on a roster and kick just like we do. They eat and they bleed just like us. So this 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 idea that somebody got lucky or something, like no, we came out there. Hopkins, fresh off a of torn ACL, had no bad exchanges. Discipline football, blocked well. You gave up five sacks, but we went over the whole sacks. We could. We can nitpick all we nitpick all we want, but all I'm saying is number nine going to make those plays. When you go to the end of the game, get yeah, right. When you win, somebody said a win is a win. That's right, John. With when when we lose last year to the Chargers, nobody goes back and talks about the dude pushing off. I mean, uh, AJ Green, the, the BS call. They just say the Bengals lost. Right. That's it. it they don't so-
2: say any of that. None of them wins where we were within. You know three points or seven. More. Nobody, nobody, nobody from the outside no, nobody of Cincinnati does is sitting there being like, Oh, the Bengals were in and they could have won this game, but right, you this think, is what I'm gonna bring it back to. You think They're we so went for you?
1: You know, we went four games last year, and seven right. of those games are within one point score. Do you think right. anybody, any of our opposition, sit there and no. say, Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Y'all should have won that, but they got lucky. No, they just say y'all lost. No, they just say that you're
2: a four-win team. And this right. is, and there and here's what the they, <laughs> like they lost. Like they lost. This is my thing, too. We want to talk about Zach and, and the the you know the, the decision to go for it. Are we talking about Zach's play call on fourth and inches, though? Can we talk about what an amazing call that, that was from Zach Taylor to call a play action pass that nobody saw coming to have CJ Uzoma wide open and pick up the first down that won the game no because you want to talk about something that he did at the beginning of the third quarter but if marvin lewis would have been there and ran it up the middle and we we would have got punched and stopped then what would you have said are you going to give Zach zach credit then so my thing is this if you're going to criticize him then give him his credit for calling that play on fourth and inches because who called the play zach taylor Who had that play design? Zach Taylor. Zach Taylor, in a sense, with Joe Burrow, combined to win a game that you needed to win. And there's going to be games like that where when you go into overtime, you don't want to end with a tie like you did in Philly last year. So you do what you can to win the game. And that's what... Joe Burrow, Zach Taylor, and the Bengals did today. And so, for me, a win is a win. Yeah, you can talk now, about is, this and that. Like Nobody that gave week. you a chance before the kickoff of this game for the Bengals to win.
1: Nobody like, did. Like, like like, the Chiefs, I don't know what the score is on the Browns. Say they come back because you know Pat Mahomes is going to come back today. Do you think that anybody – like, I'm going to tell you that I'm going I'm to tell you the truest thing ever. The people that have the most negative comments, I'm not trying to generalize you in the comment section. Them people from Facebook. This is a different world out here. I just did a live with 800, 800 people. and ain't not one person in my life talking about we lucky. A lot of them people in here, a thousand people in ACES live. Ain't nobody saying it's lucky. That's that old school mentality that we threw out the window. because the Bengals don't have luck. We don't have luck. They say that when it's convenient to them. I'm going to tell you another thing that they do. They, they talk bad about the front office all day, all day, all day. But yet you still rocking with orange and black, right? But then what happens? B.J. Hill comes out there and gets two sacks. You won't even mention that. You won't even mention the fact that B.J., the front office actually moved a bum like Billy Price, came back with B.J. Hill, and he impacts the game week one, gets two sacks. Are you going to commend him or bring that up, Mr. Facebook guy? You won't because you know what i know you know that you got a hidden agenda we're here to win and we won this game and we got it fair and square they lucky that they we allowed them back in there the now if you, the now if you yeah. want to talk about how they got back in there i hated the play call in in the fourth quarter i thought it was atrocious i thought that that zach taylor was calling so much run stuff and he had to get the ball in joe burrow's hands to throw the football at some point, and he failed to do that and it allowed them to come back in. Just like at the beginning of the football game, I think, like I said, they're, mm-hmm. they're putting the onus on we're not going to make Joe Burrow drop back 40, 40 times a game this year. And right. I'm with it, and, I, and I've been preaching that all the time. We got to run the football, run the football, run the football, Right. Right. At the end of these games, Tom Brady, even year one, only threw for three thousand yards. Like with a page. Like I, we could go back. We could go back to all of these greats. Drew Brees right. in their week, in their year twos, year three or whatever. Like right. they're they're only asked to move the chains on third down, and they're only asked to make big plays when it happens. And what happens? Number nine goes up to the line. He sees that they're going to stuff the uh, quarterback's knee. Andy Dalton doesn't have enough hair on his nuts. The same dude that's talking about like uh, nitpicking da da da, da, da that's a that's a Dalton lover probably, but he would have never audibled out of that because the big time players make those plays when it ha- when it matters the most and, and you know, and,
2: and, and that's and, how you do it and here's the thing that's how you do it this that's is, how here's the thing when you watch ESPN tomorrow you know what you're not gonna hear oh Zach Taylor went for it on third down in the third you know what they're showing right now. On, on, uh, as I'm watching in the background on NFL Sunday Ticket, do you know what highlight that they showed for the for the Bengals and the Vikings? They're showing the play call that we're talking about now, with Burrow making the play to Uzama and Evan McPherson coming out for the field goal. Nobody is gonna care what Zach did unless it would if we
1: would have lost. Then they would have talked about
2: it. That's what they do in major media look, sports. Look, look, look at look, it. Doesn't look, pan out. Then they talk about look
1: it. Look at Mr. Facebook guy. That one mistake almost cost us the game, but it didn't. It didn't. And though. you gotta go home and say you won. Are you are you mad that you barely won? Because all I know is we won and oh. And are I'm you say another? Are you thing. mad, Jason?
2: I'm gonna say another thing about who are you um, with? Because I was I was thrown off too by the wrong calls. But when you put it into perspective, Joe Burrow. The guy falls on his leg. He comes up limping. Everybody in Cincinnati is holding their breath. What do you think Zach Taylor is thinking? His job is on the line. If Joe Burrow is not 100% and his job is on the line or if he lets him pass more times and he ends up messing up his knee, that is his job. So to be honest with you, at first I was wondering, I'm like, okay, is Joe good? Like, why are they not throwing the ball and this and that? But I think part of that is, He just had a 300-pound man on his leg. He had to jump on the bike and make sure he kept it warm. They probably didn't want anything to swell up. Obviously, we'll have to see what it is. I don't know if it was an ankle or what it was, but I think that they were just being cautious because at the end of the day, we all know if this goes to Brandon Allen, the season is over. I'm just going to be honest with you. like Me and Zim, we're hardcore Bengals fans, but we're not crazy to say that you're going to win without Joe Burrow. So well, what I about get Cam, it. What about Cam Newton?
1: <laughs> you want, you're going to pick
2: up Cam? <laughs> it depends on what would happen. If Joe Burrow does get hurt, I think they I, would have to entertain bro, that just to it, try to stay competitive. But as of now, the, you got to protect gonna, number nine. And right. sometimes it's protecting him from himself and doing things like that. Now that was pretty risky because you're doing that in overtime with the game on the line, but it worked out and, you know, hopefully Joe is Okay. And right. he tried to do what was best to keep
1: Joe safe because Joe was the right. franchise. Right. I mean, that I I said that all offseason. And I, I remember I was telling John Sharon. He, John Sharon, our boy, since he shout out to John Sharon. Shout out to John. Um, I had a tweet one time. I said, man, early in the season, they're going to have to rely on mixing heavy. He's got to run the football a lot. And they have to take the pressure off a of win, lose, or draw. He immediately hit me and said, well, that goes against everything you wanted with Jamar Chase. I said, no, it doesn't. I'm not looking for year one of this project for us to be some air it out, score 50 points a game. I think you could get the 30 points a game predominantly running the football because when it, when it matters the most in your third down situations, you have guys that can win one on one. We saw that at key spots in the game with Jamar Chase gets it. Um, the play before the bomb, he, he has a crucial third down catch the play before the bomb. Also, you get Tyler Boyd on the sideline. Those are the reasons why you want those weapons around you so that when it matters the most, you have the playmakers to make it. You don't want to be like the Browns and get yourself in a situation where you're rolling, you're rolling, you're doing good, and then now games on the line, you're throwing to Donovan Peoples-Jones or you're relying on guys that are lesser than. That's, That's what the whole Jamar Chase is about. It's never about like I'm picking wide receiver over offensive line. Offensive of line is always going to be like winning the trenches as Ace said so many times on this game. Just me just watching the game like looking at it. Did y'all see the push? The, the defense the, the deepest of line throughout that game. I even on Dalvin Cook's positive yards. Like, he had a crucial third down conversion. Reader throws two glues on the ground. Has another guy two powers stomping over. Dalvin Cook just cuts and goes around. I'm like, bro, but they are, like, just winning up front. It's only a matter of time where teams start to watch the tape on us and say, bro, we can't even really run on them like that. You held Dalvin Cook to 60-something yards like that. And so, at the end of the day, we have to win the trenches. I think they did a lot. I think they just got healthy. You never saw Xavier Sulafilo last year. You, Quentin Spain was fresh off the – he was fresh off the out the hotel room. We interviewed him last week. He's just like, all right, going out there. And then the fans' expectations that, oh, yeah, 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 like that's that's a bad line. Like you got to get some cohesion. Quentin uh, Spain told us about like they're having dinners together. Have start, Like when Joe does his one, two, three, they're yelling family now because they're trying to build up something. It just doesn't happen overnight like that. You know, like me and Ace were talking about the Buccaneers. People think that Tom Brady came to town – And he just brought in all of these people. Do you know how many people Tom Brady and them brought in? Two guys. The cohesion was already there. They already had the full team. Go look if you don't believe me. I didn't believe it. Two guys that they brought in. They're trying to get the cohesion together, get the health together. Having week one to come in here and say, well, Joe got hit and stuff like that. This is football. If you don't want to see somebody get hit, I'm pretty sure there's a golf tournament down the street. Go watch that. This is a whole lot of orange out here this year. It's going to be hits. Joe Burrow might fall on the ground. I was scared. I'm like, damn, Joe, like, get up, bro. Like, I hope it's just tightness. Like, he's got to battle through some stuff, but it's up to the coaches. I thought Zach did a really good job at this. He cannot put himself in a position where Joe is just going back 40, 50 times. Kirk Cousins had to go back 40-something times because he's playing from behind. That's going to be one of the challenges for Zach, too. Say the Bengals go down. You usually start going, throwing back because Joe is going to get hit. And so the game of the game is lessening the amount of dropbacks that this guy has in order to succeed. And I think they did a really good job of managing it. I just thought the play call in the fourth quarter was super shoddy. Overtime, those first two drives were too conservative. But I get it. Um, you know it is what it is you get you got the dub but these are growing pains and learning like things that we go we have to go through uno isn't he might not have a hundred yards next next week they might key in on him and say you know what we're not gonna get beat over the top now Tyler boyd goes off now we're going all underneath that's what this is all about like it you can't just say okay because somebody had a really really good game here and we're we're gonna just pay attention to the to the bad or whatever. We're gonna pay attention, even if we win. We're gonna pay attention to anything that didn't go our way, and if we lose, I'ma still tell you about some of the, some of that good stuff. Had they lost that game, I was prepared to come on here and say, "Bro, we are winning up front," and that's a big step. Like whether, but I knew we was gonna win. You could, like right. any shout out to everybody that came to my man Ace's live. We was lit. I I went over there for a second. I had my live. If y'all don't know, I do a live on IG, and it it's crazy. And if you ever want to meet somebody that like that that believes, come hang with us. Yeah. Y'all wanna understand why you're a Bengals fan? Come with us. Week four, we're gonna be at the Jaguars game. We in it. And I and I don't doubt nothing. I got number nine. When I had number 14, I used to doubt everything. Like yeah, yeah, I was that guy. Number nine, I don't doubt it because win, lose or draw. I know that he's gonna put me in the right position, he's gonna make the right play. And until you curve your mind to get like that, you're gonna be sitting here talking about some oh well they, they could have easily long like, like, yeah, everybody could easily lose every week. This is football. Where you been? Right, and we it should be like celebrating that.
2: this win. This is one and no. We started off one and no in a game that we shouldn't according to the experts in Vegas and all of that, we weren't even supposed to win. We got the W. Andy Dalton is coming next week. Let's talk about being 2-0. Let's talk about how much better this team is compared to what they were last year because one thing is for sure, two, thing is, two things are for certain, we were better than the Vikings. So when that, I saw that, we were better time. than the Vikings, and this was our first game. Big that time. team has been together for a while. So my, my eyes are on next week. Let's celebrate this W. Let's come together. Keep supporting this team. Keep filling the stands at Paul Brown Stadium. They're going to Chicago next week. If you can make it there, please be sure to show up and rep. And let's get this season going. We need the support. The players need the support. The team needs the support. So I'm not telling you to not have your opinions. But let's get behind this team, man, because it's been been not much progress lately in the past couple of years. And now they're showing signs that that could be – Turning
1: the corner, Jason Von Stein is just what he just wants to get my attention. I'm gonna find you every day. In my, (laughs) I'm gonna get you, I'm gonna get you. We're gonna convert you like you're gonna hear this gospel. You ain't gonna be able to run from me (laughs) because when the Bengals win, you're gonna see this ugly face all over the world. And I promise you, I'm gonna find you, Jason Von Stein. Like, we're gonna come get you. Yeah, I'm, we, I'm, we all about <laughs> W's. We getting W's like, by any means like,
2: necessary. Right. Just win. What did right. Al Davis say? Just win.
1: Just win. It's just one week. I get it, but that's something to build off of. I think that momentum from that game, it puts them in a position for the rest of the season where they know that if they got in a tight spot, bro, you could look to your brother and say, you know what? We did that before, and we and we came out of that, and we got a dub in that joint. And I think as, as the season goes on, we're going to better a lot of different things. There's some things that I thought today, like Awuzie, like as much as we wanted William Jackson to stay, it's a new number twenty-two out there. He had the shadow. He, he he had the shadow Justin Jefferson. Like what? He had the shadow Justin Jefferson a whole football game.
2: Yes, and, sir.
1: And, and Justin Jefferson may might have ended up because he caught another pass in overtime that got him down the field, but. Throughout four quarters, I mean, Justin Jefferson has 68 yards. It ain't too many teams that can say that. We're talking about the offensive rookie of the year. This dude was all over him. Early in that game, stride for stride. They tried to go deep with Justin Jefferson. I done seen that a million times. The difference is Jamar Chase did it, and we got our points off that same play. Justin Jefferson did the same thing. Awuzie stops it. So that, that's what it is, bro. Like, I'm going to tell you. Check out Ace on uh on, on his platform on YouTube. He's gonna go live. We're gonna do this every Sunday. We're gonna get like we're gonna do a recap every time too. Sometimes it might be on a Monday or whatever. Did you have any other closing thoughts or did you have anything that you wanted to say?
2: Nah, just definitely be sure to, to watch the game if you can on Zim's Live at Zim underscore Huday on Instagram. Definitely be sure to get your whole lot of orange t-shirts. I had a couple of shirts today that sold for the Trace Migos. So you can get those on ZimHuday.com. You can get the Trace Migos on New City.com. Enjoy the W. We didn't get many of them last year. So cherish them and just know that there are big things ahead for this team. Also, shout out to Midwest Best Barbecue. They actually did a tailgate package that they actually have currently, so be sure to check them out. Get you some wings for the season. Go have your victory meal at Midwest Barbecue. Have your pregame, victory, whatever meal. Definitely hit them up. Get the wings. And we will be in town, like Zim said, week four. Um, But as usual... We have
1: to end this with a yes sirski ski Hello, world. What separated your deep ball from everybody else? My deep ball has a little secret sauce to it, man. <laughs> I never get too high, never get too low, but
2: just keep moving. The, the whole story is Carlos never beat me
1: in any kind of sports in, in, in high school.
0: More to-dos, less time, and an infinite number of tools to keep track of. Sometimes doing business has never felt harder, but you don't need a miracle to hit your goals.